right now at Kohl's. Take an extra 25% off top active brands, including Under Armour for her. Get Nike shoes for the family, $48.75 and under, and save on Levi's denim for the family. Plus, get limited contact store drive up and get even more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. 25% off Under Armour ends August 9th. Nike ends August 8th. Levi's sale ends August 30th. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey, this is Sunaina and welcome to the Keep It Alive series by TalkCX Live. In continuation with the series of conversations we are having with HR leaders, people-centric managers and coaches, we bring to you my conversation with Ajit Nair, Director of Kincentric, a talent and HR advisory firm specializing in employee engagement, leadership assessment and development, and HR advisory, of course. Now, Ajit, who is likely to introduce himself as a talent advisor and culture curator, spoke to me at length on the sense of employee engagement in every organization and its role in managing and aiding disruption, the emergence of EX, or employee experience, and the benefits of linking it with customer experience, the challenges organizations face to implement sustainable engagement solutions and how the basics are at reach for every organization, regardless of its size, the importance of work-life balance, and how encouraging employees to expand their faculties can in fact help a corporate to de-risk. Hmm. The role of corporates and leaders in inducing and more importantly, sustaining a dynamically engaged corporate culture, the attributes and skill sets of a new age leader and how leadership is more of a calling to go beyond oneself, be it a corporate, local or at a global level. Phew, that's quite a bit, isn't it? And hey, hang on. Of course, since this is the Keep It Alive series, we also conversed about Ajit's passions, primarily his love for music, playing the mridangam and other percussion instruments, as well as yoga and writing. This is the highlight segment comprising the key takeaways from my conversation with Ajit Nair. Don't forget to listen to the full conversation on Audioboom and on our website, www cxolife.com. I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation. Stay tuned. So engagement has to uh, primarily in an organization serve an outcome. Right. Right. Uh, now, the clarity of what that outcome is, mm. is very important for the organization to define for itself when it tries to pursue engagement. Right. It could be different in mm. different cases. In in hospitality, it could be about delighting every customer who walks in and ensuring that they kind of really come back. Uh, in the case of manufacturing, it could be about ensuring that the right quality of products and services are really delivered. When I look at organizations today, uh, they seem to really be more or less looking at engagement more from, yes, the right intent is right, uh, but the sharpness of how this serves me uh, is something that's still slightly ahead of most organizations. There is, there is a fair bit of hard work that needs to get done in terms of saying that, how seriously are we going behind this? Right. right? Uh, now, when we look at employee experience, for example, 
there is much talk of deploying the right technology mm-hmm. uh, to say, hey, do we have the coolest platforms mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. Uh, but then you know just focusing on technology is actually putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. Because if you don't know what experience you want to land and deliver mm-hmm. uh, to your employees or yeah. a segment of your employees, yeah. uh, you know, then then you pretty much are. It's like the Alice in Wonderland uh, line. Because then you could over invest in certain things, mm-hmm. uh, but not have enough of a return mm-hmm. come by either in terms of creating the right employee experience and eventually it impacting customer experience. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the the beginning uh, and the first question that needs to get answered. Mm-hmm. Once you've created that, then you can have a strategy to getting there. Mm. To say, how do I actually reach that? Right. And then you can look at what technology and platforms and other things can come in mm. uh, for me to actually deliver this experience. Yeah. And how do I therefore then stay in touch with them also in terms of taking feedback and, and things like that. So I think long journey ahead. The good part is there's a lot happening on the customer experience side. Right. Uh, and one has seen that at least a few organizations are starting to uh, almost talk about EX okay. in the same breath, mm-hmm. which is useful, right? Because you want to be credible with your, as you said, the internal customers uh, so that they, they then live your brand. Right. But is it happening in a manner that is truly uh, so-called linked mm-hmm. to what am I trying to really deliver here right. and, and having the why in there? It's almost like saying that if I have to imagine a certain customer experience, uh, can I start to describe a linked employee experience? Mm. Biggest challenge seems to be short-term thinking. Right. Simple as that. Mm. Where uh, if you are focused on a quarter-on-quarter right. story, uh, you probably are not able to uh, really develop the patience as an organization to, mm. to give something uh, the time to really come into its own. Mm. Uh, and you start to expect that, okay, I, I've put this in place in three months. Things should get better. My mm-hmm. my customer experience score should look better if it's a service organization, etc. But some of these things are culture shifts, yeah. right? They do take time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one. Uh, two is there is also the whole question of capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very closely linked to that is bandwidth. Yeah. Both of these need to get solved for. Bandwidth is a function of basically saying, is this given importance enough? Yeah. Because if it is important enough, you will create bandwidth exactly. for it. Yeah. Uh, but the capability question is not as easily answered because it is a space that is that is new in many ways. Mm. And if I look at who needs to own this, it comes to HR by default. Mm. Uh, but is HR really ready yeah. to design for employee experience? I don't know. Right? Uh, because HR... Uh, has has really been uh, always in uh, focused a lot more on delivering on business needs, mm. which is great. Uh, but uh, does HR have the capability to say, hey, how do I really now, given the business needs that are in front of me, uh, try and imagine a set of employee experiences, mm. which will be required to be delivered for me to be able to do this for my business. Right. So good part is wellness is being spoken about. Right. Now, wellness per se essentially means that I'm starting to think of employees as individuals, Mm. uh, not just resources or role holders. And I'm wanting them to feel good, Mm. right? Uh, Feel good in various ways, Uh, whether it is physical well-being, social well-being, financial well-being, uh, etc. Now, most of these are being run as programs, Mm. right? 
they are not integrated into a larger whole uh, in terms of saying how is this adding up to my promise of a certain experience and what does this stand for uh, when i say that i take care of your wellness what does this mean for my brand and how do i ensure that i am challenging myself uh, on this and and becoming a better version of a wellness focused organization uh, as i go through this journey i don't think there's enough of that this this more a programmatic view uh to say okay hey this sounds interesting relevant mm-hmm. something else might sound interesting relevant etc good steps i i, I won't criticize it but as much as saying that are you really adding it into the larger perspective right. in terms of how is this giving me a certain brand presence and positioning mm-hmm. you know because ultimately that's what you want to deliver right. and have your employees carry so i don't see uh, too much of a variance mm-hmm. the variance starts to happen a lot more in the employee ecosystem where if i look at the indian talent profile today right. well there isn't so called one indian talent profile but i think we are more hungry mm-hmm. we are more impatient uh, we also have a chip on our shoulders mm-hmm. uh, and we like to believe that you know we tend to be uh, we tend to push ourselves more right um, and and that leads to a certain kind of manner in which workplaces function mm. right uh, good bad that's a function of you know what the organization is how is it been able to pull it together or not but say compared to some of the other cultures in the region which might be a lot more focused on meaning mm. at work mm. sense of balance satisfaction yeah. uh you know etc whereas in india it's it's a lot more about growth and titles yeah. you know yeah. and and whether i feel that uh, the organization is utilizing my mm-hmm. talents to the fullest mm-hmm. etc in today's day and age i think engagement is also going beyond mm-hmm. because engaged employees are also i think playing a big role in some organizations in in really readying the organization for disruption right or managing around disruption so these are people who would catch trends early would say you know what there might be an opportunity here uh, so so employees who are able to catch this early uh, are truly your engaged employees right right uh, and as long as you have been able to enable them in that direction by giving them a context so that's the role of leaders right to say hey what am i expecting of you mm. in this context and as long as that is in place mm. uh, these are the guys who will really serve you well yeah i wouldn't call it engineered <laughs> because uh, that is the big shift i think that that india uh, indian organization or organization generally need to make where the process lens uh, is giving way to uh, more of a intent culture purpose right led lens mm. where processes are done to death i think most organizations have that in place it's more about saying what gives me that delta and i don't think there can be so called you know you say these four things and it's yeah, all taken right, care of exactly. but at the same time some things need seem to be more important than others right okay. uh, so one is a certain mindset of so what is called a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset right, right? carol right. dweck and uh, it's been much right. spoken about 
I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And a growth mindset really is not about, uh, you know, the, the classic conventional growth, uh, which is fine. Mm. Uh, but it's more about saying that, uh, how am I opening myself up to things that I don't know? Mm. Right? Uh, which could be factual stuff mm. and which could be experiential stuff. So you will need to pull in different kinds of mental faculties to solve for problem. And that's where the need for organizational collaboration. Right. Uh, the other is a mindset that is that is agile. And agile is, in my mind, I think it's 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 about being adaptable, mm. and then speed and other things, uh, because you need not be off the first of the blocks always. But can you really see what's happening mm. and fine tune your journey? Right. Right. Uh, so I think growth mindset, adaptability. I think inclusion, inclusion, diversity, mm. uh, especially inclusion. Right. Uh, because diversity is solved for through numbers, mm-hmm. but inclusion is solved for really through cultures. And two is also inclusion in terms of the stakeholder ecosystem. I think the whole people centricity uh, is going to be vital, uh, whether it is about customers or about employees. That's where aspects such as design thinking are trying to kind of really come in, right? It's about being centric mm-hmm. around who you are trying to solve for. Again, easier said than done, but I think these three, four things will be most vital. So I think the fundamentals don't go away. Right. uh, That's very clear. Right. I think as people, as human beings, we need to feel respected. Uh, We need to feel that we are part of a trusted Mm. ecosystem, trustworthy ecosystem. We need to feel heard. Mm. uh, And we need to feel we have an opportunity to learn and grow. I think these three, four things are not going anywhere. The challenge is, seems to be a lot on these counts, actually. Right. Because as organizations become more complex, as the business ecosystem also becomes a lot more hazy, fuzzy, etc. Combine that with shareholder expectations on quicker returns, Mm -hmm. uh, impatience. uh, It just means that the time spent on what are fundamentals of human interactions Mm -hmm. is actually gone, going away. And which is then leading to people... And that's what leads to people being on the fence most mm. times, you know, and, and most times they're talking about, you know, my I don't feel great around my boss. I don't mm. feel X. I don't feel Y. If you kind of probe it, it'll come down to these three, four factors. Okay. If this is not in place, none of that is going to work or be sustainable. People are going to go seeking this right. if they don't find it in a particular workplace. Mm. You know, whatever fancy stuff you might do in terms of the workplace ecosystem, titles, money. But if this is not in place, people are going to walk away. There are organizations, for example, like Godrej, mm. who would really, you know, they talk about the whole self and how do you bring your whole self to work? Uh, and that just means that uh, how do we look at all parts of your right. canvas, really feeling exactly. that, hey, I've got a room for expression, utilization. Uh, I'm encouraged to be more of who I am, etc. Uh, I think there is a there is a slow move in that direction. I wouldn't say that there are lots of organizations wanting to do this. No, and I don't think that will happen either. Uh, it is uh, the organization as an entity uh, and how it fits in within my ecosystem is increasingly the question. Yeah for a lot of individuals. Mm. So it's almost like a 
I would say, I wouldn't call it a power shift as much as a focus shift. So all of this is happening for a reason. One is it is happening because of the trend that you spoke about, which is really about uh, individuals wanting to really find that expression across different facets of their personality. But at the same time, uh, it also works well for organizations because from an employment model perspective, uh, if nothing else, it helps them de-risk a lot of things. But I think it's it's fundamentally driven by uh, the need for individuals to find greater self-expression. So one is very clearly, one sees leaders uh, themselves wanting to push themselves more into a wider set of, in a way, you know, going beyond the definition of the visiting card and the title. Uh, but have they been able to really uh, push for organizational ecosystems which are that way? I don't think so, mm. right? Because I think as an economy, also we are at that threshold where, you know, we, we still to hit the big league. Right. Uh, we are at the threshold of entering the mid, mid segment. We are above the, we are no longer small, but, you know, we've got a long way to go. At that level, yeah. most individuals are, are have kind of figured that out for themselves. Mm. As to what is it that really helps me uh, be effective, right? For some it could be just that switch off. For others, it could be just the fact that they believe that that impact is on and they need to stay connected to that a lot. I mean, it's almost like you stretch your mind in different ways. You know, it's it's like saying that, you know, they say that you need to do a mix of exercises for, you know, you to be really so-called body to be really healthy. So I think that applies to the mind as well. So how do you, you know, kind of really engage the mind in different ways? Um, that I think is is one definition that I'd like to follow from a so-called, you know, switching off perspective. Because it just, I think, clears up a lot of cobweb. And there are people who talk about the fact that I get my clarity when I run. Right. Others do meditate right. and exactly. figure it out. Exactly. Right. You know, because it just zones everything else out. So I think different people do it. But I've seen the awareness around wanting to do it and how it helps you having gone up significantly. Right. So the whole gap between intent and action, mm. uh, I think, is is significant. Mm. So there's a lot of good thoughts out there, a mm. lot of strong, I would say, good intent out there. Okay. But how does that really get translated mm. uh, into viable action uh, that makes an impact? I think that is still, I would say, a gap. That's when you start to see... Or you want to see a lot more of uh, leaders who are looked up to, you know, starting to really channel people's energies and attention in that direction mm. to say, hey, guys, this is a possibility, mm. you know, or you are leaders, you've, you've reached a certain stage. Why aren't you giving it back, mm. uh, etc. I think so. That's the larger purpose orientation mm. that I think uh, we need to have. Uh, a lot more leaders step up into right now I see more of a tactical uh, play on that yeah. you know happy to do one session here or one session there mm-hmm. you know and that's done uh, but how do you really make it something that's sustainable something that you're committed to and as a leader you're also getting a lot of others to commit to some of these things mm-hmm. I think that needs a lot more impetus and intent and and how do you expand the lens for a lot of your emerging leaders or a lot of the junior folks who might be hearing you? Because as they hear you, as they see you do things, right. then they start to see, oh, okay, 
you know yeah. so this is a model right yeah, all of true. us kind of yeah this is a model yeah. and and therefore how do i try and emulate this at the same time not make it cookie cutter saying yeah. okay i mentor people so you should also mentor right. people no exactly. i mean but do what you can yeah. somebody who's who's ready to think beyond themselves to begin with mm. you know it's the first thing to and it's a tough one right it's not easy to have people who are ready to think for others you know there is the inspirational element the the creation of possibilities uh, the role modeling you know the setting of direction many of those things but at the same time i think the stabilization of things is also an important leader role especially in these times when I, purely from an organizational view when there is much disruption uh, a lot of chaos Uh, it's important for to have leaders who are also creating a very solid stabilizing role mm. to say that hey this is how i bring a certain consistency and predictability to your lives right you know it's a calling as i see it mm. it's a calling to really go beyond yourself and try and do something that's much bigger mm. which will outlast you uh, connecting is a lot about really helping people navigate through for example change mm-hmm. right uh, helping them find the right support systems mm-hmm. resources uh, whether it is for collaboration whether it is for their own development uh, and then you you're looking at helping them with feedback helping them as a coach helping them become a better version of themselves all of these become very crucial uh yes uh, given the domain given the track record uh, but then a very quick conversations also about hey how does this individual really stand to potentially inspire our people mm. stand to really uh you know create a a larger set of possibilities mm. uh stand to really go beyond the language of the domain mm. or the function um stand to really be able to balance the priorities of the different stakeholders of the organization right because you know and that's also that connector bit mm-hmm. right because you you will have shareholders on the other side you might have regulators you have the board you have your immediate leadership team mm-hmm. you have the larger set of employees you have your customers and you have your partners how does this person really hold that ability to navigate connect Uh, serve to inspire serve to also be seen as that stabilizing in i think all of this is being looked at a lot in the consulting business obviously one is led a lot by our our commitments to our clients which are really are right up there but at the same time the 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 time to switch off the time to kind of really focus on what is it that gives me the energy to be able to sustain this uh, is something that i'm that i consciously focus on yeah. so whether it is through uh, my writing or whether it is through my practice of yoga um or a bit of music all of that pretty much helps me as i said you know so called stretch my mind uh, engage a different set of faculties uh and and from a time point of view i think a lot of this obviously happens on the weekends uh, and i do look at it as a set of commitments so i'm very cautious and conscious rather of uh, where is it that i'm saying yes
so I see myself as as a student of human insight. Uh, it's just that I have probably done it in a few contexts. So when I was doing my advertising MBA uh, from Narsimonji, the whole uh, dri- big driver then was, you know, so I'm clever with words and uh, so I'll, I'll probably be able to, you know, write advertising or at least shape creative in a way that will be truly so-called catchy at the same time, you know, connect with people. Uh, but then uh, I realized that the draw was a lot more towards, you know, understanding people and in depth. And and at that time, market research, uh, which is about consumer insights, right. drew me in and I got a campus placement and all of that. Um, I did that for about five, six years. Um, and then I just chanced upon uh, HR, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and I came into it more from a, I would say, functional lens of being able to do surveys and being a survey specialist. Okay. But soon realized that, hey, this is a, this is rich, mm-hmm. right? And there's just so many possibilities in here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I took to, you know, understanding it more. And then I took to coaching, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that for me was the more ready impact where you're sitting one-on-one with someone and you're kind of really uh, helping them find a pattern, yeah. uh, see some part of themselves which they might not be fully aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, help them solve a problem. Uh, what energizes me most is the, the is that insight, is that understanding of hey, what makes this person tick. So when you look at you know what we do as as concentric, uh, the whole approach of you know working with individuals and teams to really you know be successful and perform at their best uh, is a lot about driving this whole right. So that's the journey and that's what we've been doing and. Even in our previous avatar as part of Aon, or now as Kincentric uh, Spencer Stewart organization, which is focused on this globally, I play the drums. So I dabble in my various instruments, yeah. you know. So uh, I've learned only one of them formally for a while, which is the mridangam. Okay. But uh, since then, I've just picked up various. So it's almost like you know, if your hands or fingers are ready for it and your sense of rhythm, then you pretty much figure most instruments out. Exactly. And now I think yoga is kind of really also getting there. So when I do my headstands or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I do feel that zoning out. That's the closest that I've come to in terms of that whole concept of thoughtlessness. Mm-hmm. You know, where you've just zoned out. Yeah. Came from that zone between fear and challenge. Exactly. Yes. You know, where you, you, you're kind of fearful, you but you're fearful. also ready to challenge yourself. And therefore you want to focus so much mm-hmm. that you want to get it right. I write poetry, I write blogs, uh, I write I write on LinkedIn on more yeah, work-related yeah. aspects, but not really work-work directly. Poetry is just, and it could be anything. Certainly not titles, right. um, certainly not money, uh, I think, and, and that's been like a guiding principle. I think it's about making a tangible difference. If that's about helping someone be a better version of themselves. I think that broadly encompasses all my passions. I think my my connect with my conscience. It's as simple as that. Because I think all the answers are there. So whatever that I might be doing, if I'm able to remain connected to my conscience, I think I'm being true to myself. The rest then falls into place. Wonderful note to end this conversation with. Thank, Thank you so you. much for your time, Ajit. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Anna. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.